Welcome to the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. My name is Ines Padar, and I'm a spiritual mindset and business coach. The goal of this podcast is to help you use the full power of your subconscious mind to ditch imposter syndrome, raise your vibration, unlock the doors to abundance, and grow a low stress and high income business. So let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Imposter Syndrome Terminator podcast. This is a two-part episode on what I have learned from making $350,000 in less than two years in my online business. The first part of this episode today is going to be about the strategic aspects that were helpful and that I learned throughout this journey and the second part of the episode will be all about mindset and energetics um, that allowed me as well as clients to significantly increase their income and attract more abundance. So some of the topics we will cover today uh, in this strategic part of um, how I generated 350,000 in less than two years are believing in what you do and believing in what you sell and loving what you do, building the know, like and trust factor which is the foundation of attraction marketing Um, and as much as people want to say that that's no longer you know a thing or that's dead, uh, it's still very much alive and well. the importance of a solid content plan as well as knowing your ideal client in order for your content to resonate with them and to build that no like and trust factor um we were going to talk about how it's no not more difficult to charge and be paid three thousand or thirty thousand than it is to charge a thousand or two hundred bucks it's all about our, our beliefs we are going to talk about evergreen program or launching business model where whatever strategy you pick you need to be putting offers out there we will also be talking about how to focus your energy on one spot and one spot only especially in the beginning not to scatter yourself the very fundamental aspect that there is no magic strategy and that is just a marketing trap to make you buy stuff you actually don't need and the importance of not comparing yourself to other people. So starting with our first aspect, you need to believe in what you do and sell something you love. That is of It is going to be very difficult to sell a program or enroll clients or enroll students in any program that you don't love or don't truly believe in. And one of the reasons we might be putting an offer out there that we don't actually love is very often because either we look at what other people are doing and think to ourselves, well, they're successful, they're making money, I'm going to do that too, even though deep down we would want to be doing something else or sometimes because coaches or gurus tell you to do something even though it feels misaligned. So to give you an example, um, I had a client who was, who still is an intuitive eating coach and she was part of this program where the coach basically insisted that she slightly shifted her niche to tend to a specific ideal client that she was absolutely not comfortable with 
Um, so she listened to the coach as the coach had been very successful and made a lot of money in a short amount of time. But deep down, she just didn't want to gather to that specific audience and she wanted to go back to what she was doing before. And during the period where she did focus on that specific, like very targeted niche within the intuitive eating niche, uh, so a more targeted audience, she didn't enroll any clients. And it's very difficult to sell with confidence or to talk about a program with confidence uh, if we don't like or not, or we don't love that program or we don't truly believe in that program. So a other example is before I started my online business, I used to do face-to-face -face therapy. So I did hypnosis as well as EFT. And I had various people come to me for various issues. And I came up with this offer that was one month and that included one RTT, which is hypnosis. So one hypnosis session and two EFT sessions. And the investment for that was, I think, 800 Swiss francs, which is basically the same as dollars. And as much as that program could help some people who had a light issue or who had just one thing bothering them that we could easily kind of overcome within 30 days, mostly that wasn't the case. So people come to you and say, oh, I'm procrastinating and also uh, I'm binge eating and I'm not really confident and my relationship is not going that well. And there is no way unless, you know, there is magic manifestation or divine intervention, um, that that is going to be solved in 30 days. So I was putting forward or talking about this one month program to people who reached out to me for the sole reason that I didn't feel comfortable and I had imposter syndrome. So I didn't feel comfortable selling a two or three or six months six six month program that would have been at a higher investment point as back then I still had a bunch of limiting beliefs that I was ripping off people and that I couldn't you know find people who were willing willing to pay that so instead of selling what they needed and what I truly believed could help them and a container that would be long enough to help them I was talking about my 30-day program for $800, which again could work in some cases, but certainly not in the case where someone had several issues. And because there was this discrepancy between what I was putting out there and deep down, not really believing that that was enough to truly help them, well, I couldn't really tell them, hey, in 30 days, you're going to have all of your problems solved because that was simply not true. So I was not going to go out there, run around town and talk shit, right? And at the same time, I didn't dare like talk about a longer program because I had this limiting belief that people wouldn't pay for more. And that kept me stuck. And I really didn't sell many of those programs, not because the program wasn't good, but because my energy was off. So you need to completely believe in your program and sell something that you absolutely love. And when I came up with my imposter syndrome terminator program, my first one-on-one -on -one program, once I had my online business about two years ago, it was 3600 or so $3,600 for three months. But I was was so in love with the program and convinced of how transformation, transformational it was that I had no issues whatsoever selling it. And of course, I had done some inner work to let go of my stupid beliefs that no one would pay that. Aspect number two is building no like and trust. No like and trust is the fundamental 
um, framework of attraction marketing. So if you want to attract people to you, so eventually they buy from you, they first have to know you, obviously, and that's what we do by putting ourselves out there and putting content out there. They have to like you, and that is down to, you know, being yourself, showing your personality, sharing what you believe in, and the right people will like you, and then trust. So as you consistently put yourself out there, as you are a reliable and inspirational source of information, and as you show your expertise and social proof, they will eventually trust you and they can buy from new, buy from you. Now, to be able to build the know, like, and trust, trust factor the most efficiently, we need to know our niche. So is it possible to do this without a niche? Yes, because everything is possible, right? In the universe full of possibility. Do I recommend it? No, I tried that for many months and it led me absolutely nowhere. Once you nail your niche, you stop talking to everyone because we say when you talk to everyone, you talk to no one. So we want to have a specific niche and a specific ideal client whose problem we solve through our amazing program and know that ideal client at a psychological level. So we don't care what brand of leggings they wear or what shows they watch on the weekend. It doesn't really matter, but we want to know exactly what is going on in their mind psychologically, what is keeping them at night, what is bothering them, what they want, what they don't want, what they have tried and didn't work, what they want instead, their values and their idea of help or transformation or support so we can tend to those needs. Once you know that, it's going to be so much easier to first of all come up with a content plan, which we'll talk about in a minute, that really resonates with them and put content out there that's actually efficient and also coming up with an offer that is going to clearly show them how their life is going to change and how we're going to bring them from point A to point B, which is where they want to be through that offer and through what is included in that offer. And then once you have a very compelling offer and you know exactly what your ideal client wants, what they don't want, what they need to overcome, etc. Selling the offer and coming across as an expert who knows what he or she is doing and telling them and letting them know how you're going to help them is also going to come naturally and effortlessly as opposed to not really knowing who we help, what we do, what kind of program could be out there and talking about a gazillion things at the same time. Now, second aspect of how to build the know, like, and trust factor is to have a very solid content plan that provides value, social proof, and authority. And to provide value to your audience, you basically do two things. You inspire them because people take action when they are inspired. So any content that can inspire them will actually already help them. And if you can help them for free, they will realize that and they will be like, holy guacamole, if I'm already getting places and getting, you know, mindset shifts or some sort of results with their free content, I can only imagine what I'm going to get once I invest in their program. So that's what we want to be doing. So providing value through inspiration as well as content that educates Um, your audience on whatever you know your niche is and already gives them a few action steps or information that helps them get some small results. 
um, video is key to grow faster as it's really going to be the ultimate tool to accelerate the know, like, and trust factor. Of course, you can get clients and you can enroll people in your programs without any video content. Again, everything is possible and people have certainly done that in the past. Uh, but it's going to take longer. Now, an alternative to video is audio content, for example, podcasting um, or, um, for example, what's it called? Um, that social media app that came... Clubhouse. Clubhouse. So where you basically have this platform where people can join a room where you talk about various topics. This is a very good equivalent to video as they will get to know you more intimately and get to know your personality as you talk uh, and that can absolutely be enough but video will be the ultimate uh, tool to get there. Following this it's important to knock the belief down that it is harder to sell a program at a higher investment point. That is not true, it's a limiting belief um, and we need to remember that our high ticket offer is someone else's low ticket offer. So when I started my business, um, I used to charge, like my very first thing I charged was probably like a hundred bucks for a session. And I was like, oh God, like would someone pay me a hundred? And then it was like 350. And then I had my $800 package and that was like, oh my God, like compared to my $100 an hour EFT session, like 800 is this massive leap forward. And I was like, this is high ticket. And for some other people, high ticket is 10 grand, you know, 25,000, 50,000. There are masterminds out there that are 100,000, 200,000. Basically, sky is the limit depending on what we sell to whom and what their needs are. Like, obviously, if I want a DIY online course on how to plant tomatoes on my balcony, that is not going to be the, the same investment point as high-performance coaching for Olympic athletes, for example. So there is always a market and always an ideal client who actually needs your program. And it is not harder to sell something at a higher investment point than it is at a lower. It's often easier for one simple reason, is that the higher the investment, um, the smaller the market, but you also tend to a very specific market of highly motivated people who take responsibility for their life and actions. So when you have an offer out there that is 10,000 just to take a random number, of course, not everyone wants to or can afford a $10,000 program, but the pool of people who would consider it or be ready to make that kind of investment is much more motivated, dedicated, and resourceful than 7 billion people out there or 35 million people out there who could afford like a $95 program. So while there are certainly less people, there are still way more than enough people out there in the entire planet Earth to sell your program at whatever investment point you want. And because they have more skin in the game, because they're putting amount X on the table, they're also highly motivated to make things work. So if you have that limiting belief, just remind yourself that your high ticket offer is someone else's low ticket offer 
And for them, selling that low-ticket offer is easy-peasy guacamole. It's just something they do on a daily basis without thinking twice about it. Now, our next point for today. Whether we choose an evergreen program, so if you don't know what evergreen is, it's basically a program that is always open for enrollment. So you don't have specific dates or specific time times of the year where people can enroll or not enroll. They can just either buy it whenever they want, if it's a DIY or online course, or maybe it's a one-on-one program or just, you know, your one-on-one time that they can just invest in or enroll whenever they want. Whereas a launching business model is having one or two or basically as many offers as you want and opening it opening them for enrollment at very specific times during the year and if people don't get in at that moment they can't get in we're not going to talk about the difference between evergreen or launching now as it's not really relevant but what is relevant is that whatever business model or strategy you choose you need to be putting your content or programs out there. And the earlier you are in the process, so in your business, in your entrepreneurial journey, the more you have to sell your stuff on a consistent and constant basis without feeling cringy because the cringe factor is going to do a lot of client repelling um, as that's kind of the energy. When we are more established, when people know who we are, when we have like a bigger email list or social proof or like a signature program that we have already sold many, many times, it's a bit different because that's the privilege of authority and experience and having been in the game for a longer period of time. People, you know, know you, they know your program. And if you have a launching business model, you know, they will just enroll once or twice a year. But in the earlier stages, a very simple reason why people don't make money is not because, you know, they can't or because people don't like their program. It's just because they're not talking about their program. Super simple. Or they're not talking about their program enough or they're talking about their program feeling super awkward and super super cringy. And that's not quite the energy we want to put out there. So again, when I had my on uh, my face-to-face business that made only like maybe $5,000 within eight or nine months, so definitely not a lot of money, I wasn't actually selling my program. I was hoping that uh, word of mouth and recommendations from past clients would bring me clients, which worked, but not to the extent I wanted. But I wasn't putting any offer out there. People didn't really know that there was something available to enroll in. Whereas when I started my online business a bit more than two years ago, it was in March of 2020 with the first lockdown, I was determined to talk about my program. So I used to do between two to three live videos a week because I wanted to build that no like, and trust factor. So being on camera, being on video, providing a lot of valuable information. And at the end, at the end of each live, no exception, I would pitch my imposter syndrome terminator program. So I wouldn't do it like not an overkill pitching thing. I would just talk about the program or directly address the people who are watching saying, listen, if this was helpful and you want to go way deeper, way further and get and get next level results and next level transformation, then I have this three-month one-on-one program, the imposter syndrome terminator program that will help them, you know, 
smash imposter syndrome directly at the subconscious level and smash any procrastination or sabotaging patterns so they could attract more clients in their business. As simple as that, between 30 seconds and um, two minutes at the end of each live, but I was talking about my offer at least three times a week, also sending a weekly email with the call to action that was always like, check um, the page on my website for the program or just send me a message if you want more information so constantly putting an offer out there and if you look at successful people who are in the multiple six or seven figures either they have been in the game for like a gazillion years and people really know them so they do like one or two launches a year and then they enroll a lot of people during those two launches and that's kind of how they roll or they are putting offers out there on a consistent basis at several price points uh, for several, you know, types of people and to fit several types of needs. Um, and they are always, always, always talking about their offers. It's as simple with confidence, because if we are talking about our offers consistently, but we feel cringy, we feel that we're ripping people off or we have imposter syndrome or we are afraid that people are not going to get results, People are going to feel that energy and it's going to be way more difficult to come across as an authority, as an expert that people can know, like and trust. Moving on, pick one strategy and stick with it. So I used to have massive shiny object syndrome in the earlier stages of my business and this is a very common thing among entrepreneurs. In the beginning, we tend to believe that once we find the perfect right strategy, the doors to abundance, clients, and money are going to magically open, Um, which is a great belief to have. If we really believe that, eventually we'll manifest it, right? The problem with that is that we tend to think that it's all about strategy and nothing else. But if that was true, then everyone would have done it, right? Every entrepreneur out there would have found the one strategy that works magically, applied the steps, applied the strategy and be successful. Unfortunately, that is not the case. And the reason that that is not the case is because business is 20% about strategy and 80% about energy. If we have a perfect strategy, but our beliefs or our energy or our emotions and feelings or subconscious blueprints are not where they should be, then it's simply not going to work. So running after the perfect strategy is a losing game and a never-ending cycle. Maybe you need to try a few things, buy a few programs before you realize that. And that would just be, you know, a very normal learning curve that I have certainly been through. But if you can save yourself time and money and listen to this, it's even better. So pick one strategy that feels good to you. Maybe you want to grow a TikTok audience. Maybe you want to have Instagram and Instagram only. Maybe you feel more comfortable on YouTube or on Facebook or having a podcast or a blog or whatever that might be. But once you decide what really feels good to you and what feels aligned, not based on what other people tell you to do, but based on what you want to be doing, and it could also be, you know, face-to-face networking events, etc. Put all of your 
energy and attention in that one strategy and don't let yourself be distracted by people dangling a carrot in front of you telling you, oh, I just used this TikTok hack and made $37,000 in four and a half weeks and you can do the same because it's probably not going to be the case. And each time we hop from one strategy to the other, we basically don't give ourselves and our business the opportunity to gain enough momentum in that one thing that we tried. So if I am on Facebook for like five or six weeks and then I kind of get tired of it because nothing is happening and I switch to Pinterest and then I do that for five or six weeks, I'm excited, I just bought a course, everything is fun and games, it's gonna be awesome, but then I don't really see results so now I need my dose of instant gratification and I hop onto something else. We are basically not even giving the opportunity to our business and to our strategy to actually work. It's as if, you know, you want to become very fluent in a language and you give yourself five weeks and you're not fluent and you're like, oh, maybe I should just change languages because learning Spanish is not working for me, so maybe I should try English or German or Spanish uh, or Chinese or whatever. No, you just need to give it more time. So focus all of your energy on one thing and I would suggest one platform and one platform only unless you can repurpose your content in a very easy way. Uh, And as you grow, as you gain momentum, as you're making more money, you can then hire a VA or a team member and, you know, diversify your platforms or strategies if you wish, but do it once something has worked already and then you can replicate and duplicate what has worked last but not least put your blinders on don't look at what other people are doing unless it's making you feel great and making you feel inspired Um, comparing ourselves to others is one of these things that is so detrimental to our mental and physical well-being into our business because no one is the same, no one has the same journey, no one has the same life experience and from the outside it always looks so shiny, so perfect, so glitzy, so effortless but I can assure you that every single entrepreneur has had days or weeks or months or even periods that went up to a year where they felt uninspired, where nothing was going as planned, where they wanted to quit, where they flopped launches, where they feel inferior, where they feel afraid that the next launch no one is going to buy their program, where they feel that they're not moving fast enough compared to other people who grew way, way faster. Just imagine a world where social media didn't exist or where no one was talking about how much they were making. How would that change your perspective? So if everyone was out there, you know, doing their best, uh, doing what they feel passionate about, talking about their offer, helping clients and whatever niche they picked, but you never knew how long people took to build their business, you don't know how much they're making, you don't know how many clients they are enrolling, You just see people talking about their programs without really knowing, you know, anything as in how quote-unquote successful they are. That would release so much pressure 
and feelings of inadequacy when we feel that we are not moving fast enough because everything is relative. So unless you know you come across an account or a peer or someone in the same niche that really inspires you, you love their content and you feel, hey, if they did it, I can certainly do it too, and it just makes you feel good, then by all means, do follow them. But if you find yourself feeling inferior or not good enough or inadequate or being disappointed or feeling kind of hopeless or helpless or like a failure because you feel that everyone else is doing better, it is time to either mute or unfollow all of those people as the more we tune into that energy of not feeling good enough or feeling that we're not moving fast enough or that everyone else is more successful than us, the more we feel that way, the more we are going to attract circumstances that are going to be aligned and coherent with those thoughts and emotions, which we really want to avoid. So this was it for part one of this episode of what I have learned generating 350,000, which I'm so freaking (laughs) grateful for. I sometimes don't realize it. And then I say these words out out loud and I'm like, damn, you really need to sit back and pat yourself on the back because I am completely guilty to falling into the trap of still feeling it wasn't enough or not fast enough or not enough money or that I could have done better. And like this never ending cycle of feeling that it could have been more better faster etc etc which I used to feel and was programmed to feel for so many years especially playing competitive sports and at university where there was always something that you could do better and you never actually felt proud of yourself so that's what I learned in the past two years I hope that this episode helped and if you have any questions or feedback or want to reach out, please do so. I love chatting with you on Instagram or Facebook. Um, All of the links to reach me are in the description of this podcast episode. So I hope you have a lovely day and I will see you in part two. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Now, if you want to experience the full power of your subconscious mind to manifest more abundance and more clients towards you while you sleep, I've got a gift for you, the Abundance Hypnosis Recording. It will help you let go of imposter syndrome and money blocks directly at the subconscious level and rewire your mind to energetically attract and manifest more abundance and clients. This recording has already helped thousands of women let go of deep-seated limiting beliefs and negative blueprints they didn't even know they had and all you have to do is go to inaspadar.ch slash abundance recording and one word and of course all of this is in the show notes so see you next time on the imposter syndrome terminator podcast